Welcome to the Back Shoulder Fade, the Running Hook Sports Betting Podcast with Caleb Lynn and Zach Griffin. Welcome into the Back Shoulder Fade, the Running Hook Podcast Network's sports betting podcast. I am your host tonight, Zach Griffith, and I'm joined not by Caleb Lynn, uh, but once again by the founder, Alex Burr. Alex, your Knicks are playing Caleb's Jazz tonight. Conflict of interest for you on this pod. I mean, it's not a conflict of interest. The Jazz are going down, buddy. I mean, I would say that even if I wasn't rooting for the Knicks. I mean, the Jazz, the Jazz just is going to be a is going to be a masterpiece in dog shit, like Will Hardy said. I mean, from the Jazz, yes. Not not from my Knicks. You know, my Knicks have been known to execute. You know, they're, they're just known for not getting blown out in the in-season tournament. Um, mm. Did I say that? Um, my Knicks, you know, are known for not having an injury-prone center who was playing at a career-best level hey. this year. And, and you know, it just will miss another two months, sadly, as I wipe a tear from my eye. I love Mitchell Robinson. I love Mitchell Robinson before I started following the Knicks. I'm really sad that he's not going to be playing the next two months. Um, listen. Caleb, when you listen to this, the Jazz, no chance, no chance. This episode will probably be released before. Um, well, it'll, it'll be probably released right around tip off, I think, just just based on the logistics of everything. So, Caleb Lynn, your Jazz plus five and a half point underdogs will not cover the spread. Are going to get smashed by Jalen Brunson and the boys. That is my promise to you, Caleb Lynn. My promise. Knicks by 15. Now, watch as I eat this in, oh. <laughs> in three hours. <laughs> well, Caleb's jazz right now. 7-16, and 16, Alex. A three-game losing streak. Uh, they're only a game ahead of the Grizzlies, who are a dumpster fire. The Blazers, who are actively tanking. And they're only four games up on the Spurs who don't know how to play basketball anymore. They're not what we expected from the Jazz who overachieved last year, you know? They're objectively outside of the big three of Washington, Detroit, and San Antonio. They're objectively one of the worst teams in the league. Um, what, what surprises you more? Here, here. What surprises you more? The Warriors only three games up on the Jazz. Or the Jazz only one game up on the Trailblazers. Um, I mean, it has to be the Warriors, but you know, Draymond is Draymonding at all time levels this season. I mean, we should probably, <laughs> we're not like a news podcast, but holy smokes, dude. He's that a dumbass, dude. He's a dumbass. And I know we're not playing football here, but. Like this is some CTE type of stuff. You guys that do this, you know, they like, that's what they, these guys they take these hits to the head and they start doing dumb shit. That's what it's. That's what it feels like. And it's insane because he's still, you know, at his. I don't even know how old he is exactly. I'm what? Just doing some quick math uh, in my uh, head here. He'd be about thirty two, thirty three, thirty three, something like that. Because he came out as a senior, so. And he was drafted in 2012. So conservative estimate, he's 33, turning 34. He's 33. This season. Yeah. He'll be 34 this season. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, it's just bad. 
like the fact that he just did something a couple of weeks ago and is doing it again. <laughs> like, and that was, um, Zach, you had a segment you wanted to do wild card bets. And one of the things I went to right away, I, I didn't find it. So I'm going to disclose what I was looking for here. Cause we're not doing the segment right now. Um, one of the things I went to right away was Jonathan Kuminga, most improved player. <laughs> to try to find me at odds. <laughs> Cause how long do you think Draymond's going to be suspended for? Cause if he got five games for the last one, which wasn't this bad, how many games is he going to get for this one? 15? You know, I don't want to get on. I don't want to get on too much of a tangent here. Cause like you said, we're not a news pod, even though we could talk about this all, <laughs> all night, Alex, you know, well, look, I, I love Draymond Green as a player. All right. Like, he's still a very good defender. Um, you know, he was the defensive anchor on one of the greatest dynasties we've ever seen. Right. Probably the best you and I have ever seen, other than the Spurs, Alex, I would say. And yeah. all that being said, he's a dumbass. You know, this, is, this isn't the first time. This has got to drive Steve Kerr crazy, dude. I mean, Steph Curry will never say it, but it's got to drive him crazy too. Like, I don't know what you're going to do, man. I don't know. Like, I don't know what's... I don't know if you're going to, you know, do a a flying, spinning punch like you did against uh, Nurkic. I don't know if you're going to kick a guy in the balls like you did Steven Adams back in the day. Or if you're going to stomp on Sabonis in a playoff game and almost cost us a playoff series. Cost them the finals in 2016, I think it's fair to say, even though he had that great game seven nobody talks about. Just, I don't know, dude. Like, he's, they're in trouble. Like, just strict betting aside, they're they're in trouble. They need to make a move this season. You know, they got to look in the mirror when it comes to Clay and Wiggins. Like, these guys have clearly taken a step back. Wiggins hasn't been the same since they won the title, Alex. I think that's fair to say. And like, let's face it, they were lucky to beat Sacramento last year. They were lucky. It took a, an all-time playoff performance from Steph Curry to beat that team. And then, quite frankly, they got manhandled by the Lakers. Yeah. And, you know, it's just not... They're not a very good or deep team this year. And, you know, Steph Curry's not getting any younger, dude. Like, he's 35. A lot of people don't realize that he's 35. And you you... You got one of the best players of all time. You know, he's he's in my top 10 players of all time, if not just outside it. And, you know, you you can't waste quote unquote prime years with him. You know, you gotta you gotta go and get it. You gotta go and get it. That's why I think they need to make a move. But anyway, just not not a good time for the Warriors. They were up 20 at one point last night, Alex. I shut the game off. I went to bed last night when they were playing the Suns. It was like 45-25. And Chris Paul was hitting threes on the Suns, and I was like, well, Chris Paul revenge game, I guess. And I went to bed, and I woke up, and I went to bed like 10 or 15 minutes before, I think, like, like some not long before he did this to Nurkic, and I was like, God damn it, I missed it. I missed it. But... Uh, they're it's in a, trouble, man. They're in trouble. You watch games more there. than I do. You, I watch the Pacers as much as I can, but you watch the rest of the league more than I do. I mean, what do you think? I think they're in trouble. It's, 
It's not good, man. Um, the fact that Steph is averaging 29-5, you know, 4.4 assists. I mean, that that fact is troubling in and of itself. He's still, you know, Steph in terms of scoring the ball, but, you know, he's not really distributing it. Obviously, they brought in Chris Paul. Um, oh, and he's already been hurt the, once this year, Steph has. Yeah. Like, when's the next one going to be? They just need to make a trade. And I think it's going to have to involve Dave Kosid. I here's a here's a little thing, right? That Bulls dynasty, right? It coasted off of two guys, not coasted, but you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. they had two guys there for the whole time. We built around Jordan two and guys. Pivot. That third guy changed the first right. title run. It was Grant. The second one, it was Rodney. This group has been together for almost ten years now, and. You could be like, oh, we're trying to build like San Antonio. I never heard anything out of San Antonio like what we hear or we've never seen anything out of San Antonio because we don't hear really anything about Draymond behind the scenes. It's by all accounts, Draymond like behind the scenes is like a good guy. But on the court, we never saw this from any of those three (laughs) being Timmy, Manu and um, Parker. So that volatility combined with clay whatever clay's got going on which seems to be a lot it's just i everyone knew it was going to implode at some point i think the implosion is finally happening like i think the cracks were starting to show when they won the title and now it's like full-on like the building is collapsing and the foundation's busted and just there's nothing they can do i think i think they're toast and i know writing them off is not a good idea but well, in their current state, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. if they make a move, I reserve the right to change my opinion, you know, barring like a complete and total change of the team. But the core, as long as the core is rotten, you know, yeah, it's, it's just yeah, not going to change the, so. the currently constituted team. I think it's fair to write them off. <laughs> Definitely. Well, which is that, crazy to uh, say about a Curry team, but is what it is. I th- I think we should get to our uh, our same game parlay here. I'll start with my uh, with my leg of the parlay, and I, I I chose an easy leg. You know, could could be considered a cop out, but I went with Eckler over three and a half receptions. Um, you know, no Herbert. I think Herbert's out for the rest of the season. Correct? Is that did I see that correctly? Yeah, um, he's on IR. He's done. So no Herbert. So Easton Stick getting the. Getting the playing time for the Chargers and check down city coming in San Diego and who better to check down to than Austin Eckler himself. So I think that's easy money. Austin Eckler, three and a half receptions. Um, Zach, what was your leg of the parlay? Oh, that is easy money. I like that. I got Devonte Adams over 68 and a half receiving yards against this Brandon Staley defense, which receivers have just been eating on. They've been eating on this, man. This is a lame duck coach, Alex. This is a swan song coach. If I've ever seen one swan song, Staley might as well call him this guy. Does he make it through the season? I don't know Uh, if he loses to an interim head coach um, against the Raiders tomorrow night. That, that could be it. That could be the white flag, but I think Devontae, you know, Devontae Adams had an up and down year. 
He's had, I think, three quarterbacks. And yeah, maybe going right. back to Garoppolo tomorrow. Antonio Pierce said he hasn't decided on a starter for tomorrow, so he might be going back to Garoppolo. Um, but it's still Devontae Adams, and he's going against a piss-poor defense. So I'm taking the over 68.5 yards. And then we got Caleb's leg, Alex. Uh, I think you locked this one in as well. You got Michael Mayer, the rookie tight end for the Raiders. One of the few bright spots this year. Over 19 and a half receiving yards. I think that's a lock as well. Alex, uh, you're up to plus 485 odds. And I placed this bet myself when I placed it today. It came out to plus 496. You Mm. put down $10. Uh, I'm looking to win almost 60 on that. So I placed $10 on mine. I'll win 59.66 total payout. Uh, and I think this is one of our best ones of the season, Alex. Uh, I like this one. Basically, I've said it all season on the pod. If you can bet against Staley, do it. Do it. And two of our three legs here, Alex, do just that. Bet against Brandon Staley. And I'm not even in support of him necessarily. It's just like, okay, there's going to be checked No, but outs. yours makes sense. Yeah, yours makes sense. And Eckler would have got that even if it wasn't Easton Stick. Even if it was... Justin Herbert, or even if it was Philip Rivers off the couch for the Chargers, he he would have gotten three and a half catches. You know, he's one of the best pass catching backs in the league. Period. Uh, I I thought it was a a good leg, and it's it. You never want. I don't know if you ever want, especially when we're doing these running hook parlays. I don't know if you ever want all three legs to be the same team. So you got to mix it up. Exactly. That's why I went immediately to the Chargers, and that's why I was like, "Hey, you know, Eckler plus three and a half." That's that's actually immediately what I was looking for. I was like, "Hey," because you guys did yours first, and I was like, "Let's look at the Chargers." And boom, that was the first one that came to mind when I was thinking of the Chargers. Because it's like, why would I want to bet on Keenan Allen? Is Keenan Allen even playing tomorrow? No, he's out tomorrow. <laughs> Schefter announced tonight uh, he's out. So, so yeah, I mean, who There's- who who are they going to be throwing to? You know, um, you got. Quentin Johnston. Yeah, Quentin Johnston, who everybody knows about him this year. You Mike got, Williams has um, been out. You got Gerald is Everett. Jordan Palmer still out? I think he's out. So, they, I mean, you got Slim picking too. You you got Everett. You got Everett Eckler, basically. That's what you got. And Johnston. Yeah, that's that's not pretty. Um, With Easton see. Stick. Easton hey, Stick. You know. I don't, they cannot, they I don't even the know Colts. where Easton Stick... I don't even know. Easton Stick is 28 years old. He went to North Dakota State. I just learned that now. Apparently, he's been on the Chargers since 2019. Mm. So since we were in college, Alex, he's been on the Chargers. That's news to me. I didn't know that. Well, you learn something new every day, I guess. I guess so. But- we have Jalen Guyton uh, and wow. Alex Erickson. Um, sorry, I said Jordan Palmer. It's Joshua Palmer, and Palmer is due back from the IR this week, I believe. So there's a chance he plays. All right. Well, there's another option, but I still, I still think Eckler. I mean, Eckler's probably the number one receiving option tomorrow night for this team. Uh, but do that one, folks. It's up to plus four ninety six. I bet it myself tonight. Um. 
like I said, mine was ten dollars to win fifty nine sixty six, fifty nine dollars sixty six cents. So pretty good payout, uh, and I think it's very doable. Uh, Alex, not much to go over tonight. We got the NFL this week. We got our first slate of Saturday games. Uh, our Colts, our Colts play on Saturday with the Steelers. Um, Steelers try and make every game at their pace. And if we let them do that, it's going to be a slow, boring ass game at two o'clock on a Saturday. And I don't really want to watch that. Uh, but NBA in season tournaments over. So not much NBA to go over. Uh, so tonight we're going to do our four best NFL bets each. And then uh, we have two free play bets, two secret bets that we've kept from one another. Uh, we don't know what they are. They can be anything. They can be anything. They can be any sport any, or anything at all. Anything at all. Uh, but let's start with the NFL. Alex, I'll go first here. And I'm going to keep it simple. Someone doesn't need a big ex- explanation. Uh, I did this same strategy with the Eagles twice this year. Worked for me once. Didn't work for me uh, this past week where I was taking the Eagles at plus money. I took the Eagles at plus money against Kansas City. My reasoning was, when is this going to happen again this year? And they ended up beating Kansas City. It happened again when they played at Dallas this past weekend. Obviously, they got smoked, so that didn't work out. But I'm using the same logic with the team that smoked them, the Cowboys, who are plus 104. In Buffalo against the Bills this weekend. Uh, Bills got lucky, as we know, against the Chiefs. They were lucky. Canarius Tony's a dumbass and was offsides. Uh, and that was... Alex, that was the most childish shit I've ever seen from a team uh, that plays at a high level. The Chiefs complaining and bitching about the most obvious offsides I've ever seen. But he wasn't offsides, Zach. He wasn't offsides. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. When Patrick Mahomes was going ape shit on the sidelines, I was like, what yeah, is that it was, about? It, surely it can't be that. It has he to be was in front else. of the football. He was in front of the football. If And plus, um, who's the offensive tackle that's been messing up all season two? Jawan Taylor. Uh, he was lined up illegally too. So if they didn't flag... Of course he was. But, well, he gets a false start every play and they don't call it. <laughs> but we don't talk about that. I don't. I, when he was going crazy, dude, I was like, what is he mad about? What I was talking to Caleb during the game. I was like, what is he mad about? Did you think there was going to be a roughing? It did not even register to me that he was mad about the offsides because it was such an obvious call to me. I was like, there's no way he's, there's no way he's pissed off. They called that because you have to call that. You have to call that. Do you want to hear my theory real quick before you talk, um, Cowboys? I think I, theory, shared, I think I know what your theory is. What, what do you think my theory is? I think, and I've, I have this theory too that he is projecting his anger to the ref that he has to deal with these piss poor receivers. Tony being a top okay. guy. So my theory is not that complex then. <laughs> if you figured it if you figured it out that quickly. I mean he can't come out and say, Oh, Tony's a bum. You know, why the fuck? No, he, he never will. He never will. And res- respect him for doing that, but you know, like this. I don't know if this is necessarily the way to go about it. I mean, if it is, you know, if this is the way he wants to go about it, I mean, hell of a way to deflect. 
<laughs> you know, and draw the attention on yourself. I, but like, dude, I have to, I've never viewed the Chiefs as villains ever uh, through ever since the Mahomes era started, 2018 season, when he became the starter. You know, I, I've never viewed them as the villains. In fact, I thought it was very refreshing because the Chiefs were pretty, you know, mediocre, average, you know, team playoff team throughout our whole lives, Alex, and then they just became like contenders over one off season when they made him the starter. And I never viewed him or the Chiefs as villains because I liked Andy Reid and I liked him and I liked Kelsey. And but he, what they did, they're villainizing themselves. They villainized themselves with what they did with the most obvious offsides. I mean, hey, you know, it, it is what it is. But um, just just to kind of get the the train back on the tracks a little bit. Why are we uh? Why are we picking the um the Cowboys here? Well, we're picking the Cowboys, like I said, because the Bills, even though it was the right call the refs made, uh, they got lucky. They got lucky. Uh, maybe that was, uh, uh, you know, getting repaid for getting unlucky against the Broncos. Um, but this feels like a must-win game for the Bills. Every game, honestly, the rest of the season. Feels like a must win for the Bills. Uh, the Cowboys are just on one right now. You know, they're on one. They finally beat the Eagles, uh, beat them convincingly. And the Cowboys, I think, as weird as it is to say, because they just said the Bills, um, you know, every game is a must win for them, basically. The Cowboys, I feel like, have more to play for because the one seed is in play for them. I know they don't have the tiebreaker with the 49ers, but, you know, they can at least win the division. They can at least win the NFC East and get a home playoff game for the first time in a while, you know? Yeah. And I just think and they're a better be, team than the Bills. That'll be huge for them. This is... Is this Dallas's first game against a good team since that 49ers game? Well, the Eagles game. The Eagles game, true. But are the Eagles actually a good team? I'm higher on the Eagles than... Most people on the network, I know Caleb and Bryce have their issues with Sirianni, uh, but you know I think Sirianni's a great coach. Um, it's one of the most loaded rosters in the league, and they got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I think if you got one of the best quarterbacks, you always have a chance. Um, I, you know, I I still have them top five team in the league. I mean that's for sure. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that the Cowboys. And the 49ers are both better than the Eagles at this point. I don't feel... Yeah, I would agree I with know. that. I would agree with that. I don't know what AFC teams I'd probably put over them because I can't get a good... Like, I think the AFC as a whole is better than the NFC, but I think the best teams are in the NFC, if that makes sense. That um, does make sense, yeah. I think this game... I This is all I'll, I'll say. This game will probably be more fun because the Bills have shown a propensity for hanging in these tough games more so than, like... I mean, more so than, frankly, the Eagles have, because the Eagles almost blew the game they won against the Cowboys. They, you know... The Eagles should have lost to the Bills. Yeah. The Eagles got crushed by the 49ers. They got crushed by the Cowboys the second time. So, the the Eagles got lucky <laughs> a few times, which they got lucky that Tony dropped the pass. And, I mean, the, the Eagles lost to the Jets this year. You know, yeah. let's not forget. The 5-8 and eight Jets, but still, nonetheless... <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless but 
that that's that's my best bet of the week. If you can get uh, probably the second best team in the NFC, maybe the entire NFL uh, plus plus one hundred four, uh, I'm going to do that. So, Alex, what's your uh, one of your best bets of the week? So, I really this one caught my eye right away because I don't know how this team is winning games right now. I really don't, but. I I'm going to ch- choose to believe in the momentum of this team while also doubting one of your least favorite coaches in the league. Zach, give me the New York football giants ah. plus six at new Orleans. Nice. I don't know. I don't know how they're winning games right now. I really don't. Tommy call Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets. He's a tie in. He's a tie in Alex. Imagine if, if he came along 20 years ago, Everyone's saying it, but if he came along 20 years ago, he definitely would have made a cameo on the Sopranos. Oh, 1,000%. Especially him and his manager. His manager, it looks like they grabbed him straight out of Satry House. Like, they Bryce, could not have- Bryce said this to me today, he, or uh, this week. He was like, it looked like it was out of a movie. <laughs> it looked like it was out of a movie with his hat and the black suit and, you know, doing the thing in the... In the in the stands, selling they, cutlets in the parking lot. Like, you can't make it up, dude. You can't make it up. And the guy's winning. The guy is winning, and he's playing well. You know, I think a lot of that is Brian Dable, but regardless, guy's playing well. He's playing better than Daniel Jones did this year. I mean, yeah, three weeks is, ago, Alex, this guy couldn't throw a forward pass. Now he's winning games. Now he's beating the Packers. And I remember... Dayball was on the hot seat a couple weeks ago. Now he's inexplicably got them on the verge of the playoffs because what they're five and eight now, right? A game out of a wild card spot. A game out. Can you imagine if the New York Giants get to the playoffs with Tommy fucking Cutlets? Tommy Cutlets. So that's part of the other. My other thinking of this game too is that the Giants really, really need this one. The Saints need it, but I mean, let's be real here. They've had one of the strangest seasons, I think. That I can just ever remember, frankly. I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan of his, and I'm not just saying it because I... I'm not just saying it to say it, but they need to start Jameis, dude. They need to start Jameis. He's the healthier of the two quarterbacks. Quite frankly, no, they're not, because they paid Carr what they paid him in the offseason. And, you know, Carr's a guy I've had to eat it on this year because I defended him last year with McDaniels. I didn't think it was his fault what happened last year. And I was happy that, you know, the Saints were missing a quarterback last year. I thought I thought they filled that need. And obviously they didn't. You know, I, he, he might be done, Alex. I mean, I know he's had the shoulder thing and the concussions, but, like, you... I think we talked about this the last time you were on, but like you can't ask for much better weapons here. You can't ask for much better weapons and he's just not delivering. I mean, this team should have won this division going away and they just have it. That's why I'm firing Dennis Allen. That's why I'm looking to move off of Carr. Yeah, maybe give Winston one more chance as a starter, but you're right, they're never gonna do it. But I like this pick by you. I like this pick. You can get him at plus 215 money line as well if you just want to bet him straight up like I'm considering doing. But 
you know, Tommy, Tommy Cutlets, he can throw on the run. He had that amazing throw to the corner of the end zone uh, for the touchdown. I forget who it was too, but like that, they showed that from behind DeVito when he made the throw. Like that was a fucking hell of a throw, Alex. That was a hell of a throw on the run, rolling to the right. And just, <laughs> I like this pick. I like this pick. And, and just real quick, another thing. It's Saquon Barkley money making time because he's not had the best season. Not as good as he was last year. No, yeah. But you know what? He can redeem himself. And especially with the contract he's on, he's about to hit unrestricted free. Oh, well, I think they could probably, I think they can tag him one more time, right? Because, or no, they didn't even tag him. So he can hit free agency. Now, will he? That's I think they signed him to a one year deal. Yeah, they like didn't tag him. 12 million or something like that. Yeah. So he can hit free agency. Now that guy gets on the open market with, you know, another awesome end of the season, lifting the Giants to the playoffs. Maybe he actually gets like a Jonathan Taylor type contract. Yeah. And maybe that'll be, you know, good for him. I don't know. Maybe that'll incentivize him to play harder too. There's, there's a lot of factors at play here. Give me the New York football Giants. Zach, what is your next pick? That's a great pick. Uh, I am going with our good friends, Ryan Gregory. And JD Hall, I'm going with their. I also have Chicago them. Bears. I also have them. Well, we can go with this one together. I got the Chicago Bears. I'm I'm riding the hot hand here. Uh, Bears that I'm just going money line straight up, Alex. If you want to take the spread, go ahead. It's plus three. That's what I'm doing. Plus one fifty four against the Browns. Uh, you know, you you asked before this pod is Flacco. You know, he's on the practice squad for the Browns right now. I think like. Maybe we're making a big deal out of that when it's when they could just elevate him tomorrow, but like seems like a big deal right now. Bears plus one fifty four. I mean, Fields is Fields. I think he heard everyone saying like, "Well, Bears have a choice. Bears have a choice to make here. You know, they they got a decision to make. They can either move off Fields or they can, you know, draft Williams and or draft Marvin Harrison and, and trade out of the pick again." And he, I think he heard him and it was like, fuck that. I'm going to ball out. And that's what he's done. He's a guy I've always wanted to succeed. And I loved watching him at Ohio State. I thought it was great when the Bears traded up and got him because uh, I couldn't believe guys like Zach Wilson and Trey Lance got picked over him. Right. But because for the longest time leading up to that draft, it was like, well, Lawrence and Fields, you know, who? One and two, really. And then for some reason or another, Fields, you know, dropped. And, you know, he's had his ups and downs. We don't need to go through that here, but he's playing really good right now. And him and DJ Moore actually have some chemistry finally. They're both finally healthy together. They were early in the season. Now they're healthy again. You get the running backs back. Khalil Herbert's back. uh, And the defense is finally stepping up. Finally stepping up. I'm taking this, Alex. I'm taking this. Bears straight up to win the game. Browns defense took a major hit this week. You know, that's what they made their bones on this year is defense. Grant Delpit out the rest of the year. And, you know, this could bite me in the ass as betting on the Bears always could. But I'm taking it. I'm taking it. And Matt Eberflus, I think if he wins this game, he may have saved his job, Alex. Because then so, they wouldn't be far out of the playoffs picture. 
there was a column that ran in the Chicago Tribune that um, we ran in our paper that I um, I was reading. And it was talking about how Montez Sweat might have saved Eberflus's job. And talking about how just his impact on... I think he might have. Yeah, talking about how his impact on the defensive line might have saved Eberflus's job. And just looking at what he's done for them, it's going to be... Like the defense against Detroit, I know they blew the lead. What was it? Two weeks ago or three? It'd be three weeks ago now against Detroit. But then the way they bounced back, the way they bounced back this time against Detroit. And they that was probably Detroit's worst offensive game of the season. Besides, didn't they get their asses handed to them in an early season game? Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, that was one of the worst they've looked since then. And so the fact that the Bears did that right after being a laughingstock on both sides of the ball all season. They've made huge strides. I Fields needs to work on some things. Obviously, the Lions defense <laughs> is nothing to cry home about, literally. Um, Fields was gashing them. I, I think that would be maybe my one little area of pushback is like Hutchinson should have maybe had some sacks. <laughs> and I'm not just yeah. talking like Fields didn't elude him. It's just Hutchinson missed the sacks. And then Hutchinson jumped off sides for a huge free play that got more of that touchdown. Um, Hutchinson really had a bad game on Sunday. I'm just going to come out and say it. And it's still, it. I, I think Fields was still really impressive though, because he showed the pocket presence. He still got out and on those designed runs, he still was able to get good yardage. And I think if he plays like that, this Bears team is also five and eight. They have an outside shot in the playoffs. They're right behind the Giants in the standings. So I'm not saying they will make it because <laughs> Lord knows a lot of things would have to go right for them to make it. But the fact that they've gotten here and they're in the conversation, Zach, if I told you that the Bears were going to be in the conversation for a playoff spot after like week, after they blew that 28 to, was it 28 to 7 lead? Early in the season, if I told you the Bears would be here, what would you have told me? Uh, I would have told you to shove it up your ass. I mean, this this yeah. was one of the worst teams in the league for the first half of the season. You know, Matt Eberflus for sure was out the door. You know, we were making fun of this team. It seemed like every week they couldn't stop anybody. So I agree with that column on, on Montez Sweat, uh, a trade that got mocked because of what they paid him. Uh, but when you think about it, like the Bears have a bunch of cap space this offseason. What do they care? What do they care? You know, they're not really paying anybody besides Sweat and and more. So, oh, I mean, what do, they, what do they care? And they got one more year of fields on the rookie deal. Like, what do they care? They're and not they're going to the first overall pick. Yeah, and if they want, if they want to steal, if they want to stay with Fields, they have some options. You know, they can either stay at number one, and what I would do if I wanted to stay with Fields, I would stay at number one and just pick Marvin Harrison, because then I can have Marvin Harrison and DJ Moore. I don't know what more you could ask for if you're Justin Fields, right? Or you can trade out of the pick, get some more defense and possibly with your own pick, you know, if they lose some more of these games could possibly still get Marvin Harrison 
at number five or six, probably not. He probably won't fall that far, but you could get, you know, another receiver. Everybody's te- everybody's saying and telling, you know, friends of mine and ours, Alex, that watch college all the time. They're like, this is a stacked, stacked receiver draft, you know? So the Bears can get one of those guys, like Malik Neighbors or something. If they want to get him more weapons, but, you know, the Bears have a lot of options. And if they keep winning or keeping, entertaining at least like they are going to have some big decisions to make which is weird because they did last year too in the draft yeah so it's almost like we got better but we're in the same spot uh, definitely and i pulled up nfl tankathon not my favorite tankathon because they don't you can't spin the lottery odds like you can in the nba but you know still still a tankathon even with the bears improving record they are the owners of the first pick with the Panthers, obviously. And then they are the owners of the fifth pick right now. So you mm. have a lot of options in those two slots. That's all, that's all I'll say. But I think the, I think the Bears should be going all out for that playoff spot. I think they'd be foolish not to. If you can get to 7-10, and 10, that is a phenomenal season for the Bears. Yeah, Phenomenal, I, I especially think after should, where they were. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. And who knows what record it'll take to get the seventh seed in the NFC. I mean, it might not take much, you know, uh, seven and 10, God forbid seven and 10 would do it. Cause that would just be, I don't think so. <laughs> awful, awful. But you know, eight and nine could do it for sure. I, I, I think eight, nine. Um, I think eight and nine is going to be the, the seventh seed. And even then they're still going to have the number one pick because the Panthers suck and they have their pick. Uh, all right, Alex, what is your third bet? That's right. We shared a bet. So that, that was both of our second bets. I'll go ahead and move to the Broncos versus the lions. I'm going to take the Broncos plus Mm. four and the best game on Saturday. The last time I chose the Broncos, Zach, it ended in utter disaster for me, but am I a man of weak will? No, I'm a man of strong conviction. I am doubling down on my Denver Broncos. That's right. Whoa. You heard it here. But no, not my Denver Broncos. So you're a but, Knicks fan and a Broncos fan. I'm seeing a pattern here. You like uh, I like orange, orange. And orange and blue teams. That's what I'm seeing here. You know, maybe maybe there's something inside of me. And plus, Peyton Manning played for the Broncos. So, you know, one of my favorite players Big of market all time. teams that haven't done anything in a while. That's what you like. It, it, it's weird because everyone calls the Nuggets a small market team, but then the Broncos are a big market team, whatever. Anyway, I'm getting bogged down. Um, the Broncos offense is slowly but surely improving. And the Lions defense is slowly but surely getting worse. I think that's a recipe for a cover right there. Now, the odds aren't necessarily the greatest. I don't know if the Broncos will win. The Lions probably really need this win just to feel secure in getting the division because if the Packers win this week and the Lions lose, it'll only be a two-game difference between the division there heading into the last three weeks. And that's, I don't think the Lions are going to want to play around with that. But at the same time, the Lions haven't made things easy for themselves. And the way you make things easy for yourselves is by your offense or by your defense getting stops. So 
I think the Broncos won't know what's coming, but at the same time, I don't think the Lions, I think the Lions will know what's coming and won't be able to stop it. The Lions have had a rough go of it basically since Thanksgiving, Alex. So we're going on almost a month uh, where they've, they've had a rough go. I mean, they lost to the Packers at home on Thanksgiving. Uh, they lost to the Bears. They had a tough game with New Orleans. Like they're not how you want to be playing with the playoffs right around the corner. You know, it, I think Tony Romo said on a broadcast, um, he was like, you know, in December, you want to be playing your best ball. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't matter how you played the first three months of the season, or the first two months of the season, in December, January, you want to be playing your best football because that's when it matters. And they're not doing that right now. They're not doing that right now. I still like them as a team. Uh, I don't agree with Buffalo having better Super Bowl odds than them. I I don't agree with that. But, you know, they're still a team that can be dangerous if they get hot. You know, if they even if they go on like a two-game win streak going into the playoffs, like they can be dangerous because their offense can be that potent at times. So I, I like this. I like this bet. Um, your Broncos, you know, dog shit last year, dog shit quarterback play, dog shit coaching, masterpiece in dog shit. But, you know, they're playing well right now. And, and Sean Payton, uh, interesting coach of the year odds. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, my, my, yeah. I also, I need to correct myself real quick because there's a team that is even closer to them in the NFC North than the Packers. Although this team, I think, is playing worse than the Packers right now. Um, I know the Packers had a dud on Monday night, but still, the Packers have been playing considerably better than this team has lately. Horrible dud. The Vikings are two games back currently of the Lions. So a bad stretch here for the Lions could knock them out of the division. Now, Zach, if you'll remember, I believe I did have... I did recommend a futures bet for the Minnesota Vikings to win the division all the way back when Joshua Dobbs. Now, is Joshua Dobbs still a starter? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. But, Zach, I might might be proven prescient here. That's all all I'll say. You could, but both those teams had crushing loss. You know, Packers and Vikings. In honor, ironically... uh, you know, Packers lose the the Giants this pat. They lose the Tommy Cutlets on Monday. Crushing loss. Uh, oh, Alex, we got some news here. Raymond Green suspended indefinitely. Oof. Indefinitely it, by the NBA, according to Woj. Indefinitely. That's not surprising. That could be that could be a dagger. In their season, but anyway, the Vikings, you know, they lose to the Bears and I think a Dobbs game a couple weeks ago. That was a Monday night game as well. So these teams had two Monday night football losses that pretty brutal, uh, but I like your Broncos bet. Uh, my third bet is going to be the Rams minus six and a half against the Washington Commies. I said uh, Brandon Staley was in a swan song. 
Well, the NFC equivalent to that is Ron Rivera. Yeah, it's a swan song Ron, as I'm calling him right now. Swan song Ron. Commies in total disarray. You know, they blamed it on Jack Del Rio. Uh, they thought firing him was going to fix everything. Little did they know, in my opinion anyway, Jack Del Rio, actually a better head coach than Ron Rivera. Uh, Ron Rivera, Alex, only three winning seasons out of like 12. I don't know if you knew that. I did. Did you know that like yeah. 29 of those wins, he has a winning record because he got 29 wins in like two seasons. <laughs> yeah, he had the, he had the 15 and one season with the Panthers when they lost the Super Bowl, the the Cam MVP season, and he's basically made a career off that season. I mean, let's, let's be honest, he's made a career off that. Um, and you got one of the best receiving duos in the league, and you have, in my opinion, the second best coach in the league, Sean McVay. You got Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, which Alex, I don't know where you want to rank them. Among the best duos, maybe you need to see more out of Puka, which is fair. But Puka's had an incredible season. Cup is going to do what he does. And Stafford's been playing awesome. He's been playing awesome. He's been one of the best fantasy guys. So if you can get the Rams high-powered offense against a shat defense and a coach that knows he's on the way out, like there's too much going against the commies here. You know, it might bite me in the ass. But I don't think so. So I'm taking the Rams at just over a touchdown to cover that spread. Uh, I, it could be a blowout. They should call him back shoulder fade, Ron, because he's going to be doing the show with us the way things are going. Listen, he he's already packing up his house. Like the moving trucks have been coming and going from his house for a while. Like he 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 knows he knows. He knows, but anyway, By the I, way, I just think I just think it'd be a blowout. The the under of this game though seems appetizing because fifty and a half. There's no way the commanders get to like more than ten. Right? No, like I the mean, Rams Howell, defense Howell's is frisky and the Rams defense is okay, but you know, that commies O line against Aaron Donald, I mean huge. If you think Sam Howell's your future, you might want to bench him because he might die. UNC legend right there. That's um I think that you you have that all those op, those weapons in the air. You didn't even mention Kyron Williams, who's been legitimately good running back. Yeah. Officially and a legitimately good running back. So you have all those going for you. Washington has nothing going for it. I mean, this is one of the easiest lines of the day, quite frankly. I, I don't even think, to be honest, you know, Washington's cooked. They're just done. Um, I don't know how they're still. I think they're four and nine. So I think probably a like a cutlet. <laughs> yeah, like uh, DeVito's, cutlet. DeVito's agent is selling the commies in the parking lot. <laughs> Uh, a loss probably eliminates them. I mean, there's no way. They're, yeah, they're and, and the Rams. I've I've been on the Rams all year. Uh, basically since they beat Seattle week one. Uh, I just thought their coaching was elite, and Stafford playing the way he is right now. Obviously, their receivers are elite. 
And you have Aaron Donald on your defense. You're always going to have a decent defense if he's there. So uh, they're only two years removed from that Super Bowl. Uh, I know they're not nearly the same team, but it's crazy. You know, I trust the I trust the coaching. I trust the quarterback. Uh, Alex, your fourth and final bet. My fourth and final bet. So I am actually going to go with the Thursday night game. And remember how I said I wasn't explicitly betting against Staley um, in the same game parlay? Mm. I am now explicitly betting against Brandon Staley. I Give me the Raiders minus three and a half. Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think... However bad I think the Raiders are, and I think they are very bad. Although I think they're they're five and eight somehow. <laughs> They've had one of I said the Saints have had one of the weirdest seasons. I don't know how the hell the Raiders are five and eight. Well, like, let's not forget the first time these teams played this year, McDee was still the coach of the Raiders at the time. <laughs> Herbert was healthy, right? Like that was do you remember that game? Brandon Staley no. went for it on like fourth and two with like a minute and a half left. Went for it on fourth and two from his own like 25 yard line. Didn't get it, of course. Didn't get it, of course, because Kellen Moore ran the dumbest play in the playbook. And then the Raiders get a chance to win the game. But this happened after Asante Samuel Jr. had a pick. And, you know, with any normal average coach, you assume the game's over. But no, on fourth and two, Brandon Staley decides after the what should have been the game-sealing pick, you know, decides to go for it on fourth and two, deep in his own territory, doesn't get it. I could go in on Brandon Staley all day, but that's what happened in the first matchup between these teams. So the second matchup, my God, it feels like years have passed because you have two different quarterbacks in this game, one different Well, we coach. don't even know. To be to be fair, Zach. To be fair, we don't know who the quarterback is for the Raiders, so it's possible it could be the same quarterback. It could be Garoppolo again, but like you know, McDee is gone, Herbert's gone, you know, uh, Mike Williams is gone. Like, there's a lot of different personnel here, and this this honestly, all jokes aside, you know, could be Brandon Staley's last game, Alex. It really could, it, and that's why. I, I just have no faith in that man. I don't. And I think the Chargers are a broken team. Division games are weird as it is. It's in Las Vegas. And, you know, I, I joke and call, you know, I'm like you. I call them, you know, Oakland and um, San Diego, just like you. But to be real for a second here, the Raiders have much more of a home presence than the Chargers do. Way more. And way more. It's it's not even close. So give me the team that has at home will have, you know, probably an NFL caliber starting quarterback versus Easton Stick, you know, versus, you know, whoever's healthy for the Chargers right now, because Lord knows we get to this time of year every year, right? It's not the Chargers aren't really even out of it, but it's just like this time of year every year. Half their roster is always injured. It's the same thing. It's the same shit, dude. It's the same shit. Even going back to the Rivers era. Like, is it? It's just this organization. It's the same shit every year around this time. You're absolutely right. It's just like, 
And this is the problem, like... And every game is the same, too. Mm-hmm. Every game. You know, close, it's, one score, coming down the last possession. Like, why? Why? It comes down to a crucial coaching decision that Staley inevitably gets wrong. Like, why? Why is it coming down to this? And there, there's a reason why, Zach. I'm going to make a larger NFL point here for a second. There's a reason why NFL teams tend to stray away from, you know, haves and have-nots on your roster, right? Like, having, like, five or having, like, six guys make, like, 75% of your salary cap and then filling out the rest of the team with, you know, guys that aren't as good. Because when those guys get hurt, and it's football, those guys will get hurt. Not having the requisite depth, depth to, that's an easy word for me to say right now, having the requisite depth to replace them, you won't have that. And the Chargers, year over year over year, have not had that depth. And at some point, it, start, it starts with the man upstairs. Spanos has been there. You know, obviously, he's not going to change. And I don't know what is going to change at the top, you know, to get ownership, to, like to get front office to change. But it's, it's just bad. And, you know, I, I don't know what they can do. <laughs> I really don't. Because we've been, they've kind of been on like, you know, everyone always says in the NBA, the treadmill of mediocrity. Yeah. Is that not what the Chargers have been on since 2006? It is what they've been on. And it's ridiculous that they've been on that because they, they've had talent that teams would kill for. They've had yeah. steady quarterback play. You know, basically, since Drew Brees was there, Alex, they went from Drew Brees yeah. to Phillip Rivers to, to Justin Herbert. They're basically like the Packers without the titles. You know, they went from great quarterback to great quarterback. And the Chargers did it, but. Obviously, no titles to show for it. So, uh, I'm with you. It's a broken team. Uh, the Raiders still kind of not really riding the Antonio Pierce high. Uh, but I honestly don't think it matters. Who's I don't know. I don't care if it's O'Connell. I don't care if it's Garoppolo. I don't care if it's uh, Tommy Cutlet's they, agent. And whoever they could throw whoever McD out there, quarterback for the Raiders. They would. They could throw McD out there at quarterback, and they'd win the game. No, let's not go too far. Let's not go too far here. Let's, <laughs> let's not go too far. Uh, I'll run through my last bet just really quick because I want to get to uh, the special section here. Uh, I had Chiefs minus nine and a half at Gillette against the Patriots. Uh, the Chiefs are going to be pissed off. Talk about a broken team, the Patriots. Um, yeah. You know, Alex, you were saying... You know, we never heard stuff out of San Antonio. We never heard stuff out of New England. And now this year, the past two years, really, it's just been a, you know, leaking like a faucet. It's just bad. Belichick swan song. You know, Alex, there was that story yesterday that Robert Kraft basically already decided after the L to our Colts, Alex, that Belichick was done. Um, And the Patriots defense is actually pretty good past few weeks, even though they, you know, they lost Judon and Gonzalez early in the season. Like they've been pretty good defense. So these ass chiefs receivers besides rice, like they could have some issues, but I think that this is going to be a good old fashioned ass kicking from the chiefs. Yeah. Um, that's what I think is going to happen in this game. So, Alex, uh, we'll hit our surprise bets 
Uh, I didn't have a segment name for this, so I tried to come up with holiday names for it. So I had the Yuletide Fades. I had Rudolph the Hedge-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> and I had National Lampoon's Christmas Parlay. So, Correlation? Yeah, you know, if you want to... Correlation, you know, if you want to call it that. Uh, I think that's the best one. I think that's the one you should go with. Christmas I'll, I'll be honest, you, you, try, you tried your best, and that's all that matters. I like the Yuletide Fades, but I thought they were, I thought they were pretty good. I thought they were pretty good. Uh, but we got two basically free play bets, Alex. <laughs> Again, like we said at the top, these are the ones that we didn't share with each other. Uh, well, we didn't share any of them with each other, but uh, these ones are not restricted to NFL. They can be anything. Anything at all. So I'll let you go first here. What's your first okay. free play bet? Okay, so we're not going to have college football this Saturday, but that does not stop me from getting into the spirit of the season. You know, Army-Navy was this past Saturday, you know, the end, the ceremonial ending of the college football regular season. It has me in the, the holiday spirit, Zach. So in that, in that vein, I actually will be doing a fade, and I'm going to be fading Michigan. Give me Bama plus one and a half over Michigan. I yeah, I agree. I don't trust the Wolverines. Safe to say their wins. They won big games. They were shaky. And Alabama after the a very, very shaky last first two weeks. We. I'm not going to get into arguments over should Alabama be in or not? That's already been discussed ad nauseum. What I am going to say is the way they closed the season, I think they're probably better than Alabama. Or not better than Alabama. I think they're probably better than Michigan, truthfully. And I think that Michigan is fraudulent. I don't know if they can do it without stealing signs. Give me Bama. Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, kind of like when I said, if you can get the Eagles plus money, do it. You get the get the Crimson know, Tide. You get the you get the Tide at a plus a plus spread. I think you got to do it. Uh, you know, you look at maybe Michigan. I know it was last year, but Michigan lost to TCU in the CFP, and then TCU went on to play an SEC team, got absolutely smoked. So. You know, I think there's a chance Bama just smokes them. Just smokes them. To be clear, to be clear, I don't think Alabama's the best team in this field. I think Alabama's better than this team in this field. I think Alabama's... If I was going to rank them... Michigan hasn't played a quarterback like Milrow this year. Exactly. Because McCord... You know, know, I saw where McCord was getting offers from... (laughs) McCord's getting offers from Syracuse. Right. It's not like it's not like he's getting offers from like, you know, in the in the transfer portal. It's not like he's getting offers from like Notre Clemson. Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame. It's not like ever like the powers are to be are trying to grab him. It's like low tier ACC teams are trying right. to get him. So and then the guy, I don't know who's at Penn State, but he's not very good either. So miss me. Is, is it Allers? No, I, I don't think that's right. Um, but in, in any event, I think if I was going to rank them, I'd probably go 
Washington, Texas, you could flip the order, but I think those are probably the top two. And then Bama, Michigan. And I think I just give me give me the tide. I, I think it's pretty easy for me. I don't think Michigan really played anybody all year long. And I, I think it's probably going to be, I think they're going to get exposed. I like it. I like it. Uh, mine is also my first uh, free play bet. Also uh, a football bet. It's Super Bowl future. And Brushetti's going to kill me for it, but I don't care because the odds are great. The Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Plus 850 to win the Seems Super low. Bowl. Seems low. Seems low. They were behind. Uh, the Niners are the overwhelming favorite. They're plus 260. They were behind the Dolphins. Yeah, I can't get with that. The Dolphins, who just lost to the Titans. Who just lost to Willows. After being at 14 with three minutes left. I probably have the Cowboys. No. I'm looking at the odds now. I'd probably have the Cowboys over all those teams, but San Francisco. Now, you know, this is very hinging on the Cowboys getting some home playoff games, right? But the way they're playing right now, and Dak... I mean, he could win the MVP. I never thought I'd say that, but he, he could. Probably haven't said that since his rookie year, right? When he had that awesome rookie year, but he legitimately could, could win the MVP. He's playing like it. Uh, and I think Mike McCarthy's coach of the year odds are way too low, Alex. They're way, way too low. I don't think Dan Campbell should be the favorite. Not if losing to the Bears. Well, it should be so, Steichen as the favorite. And then... McCarthy. Could be, but he took a hit. He took a hit this weekend. You know, all of the main guys like McDaniel and Steichen and Campbell, they all took a hit this weekend. So that's why I think McCarthy, you know, by killing the Eagles on Sunday night, like I feel like he sh- his odds should have rocketed up and they didn't. So that's one I got. And then Alex, I'm going way off the board here. Well, not totally off the board, if you know me. Leonardo DiCaprio. Of course, plus I should have Plus 333 to win Best Actor at the 2024 Oscars. Now, look. Can you bet on this on FanDuel Sportsbook? You can't. I found this on VegasInsider.com. Uh, I could not find a sports book with these odds. Last year I did, and it was Bet MGM, uh, but it wasn't until after the nominees had been announced, which isn't for like another month or so. But again, if you can get the Eagles at plus money, do it. If you can get the best actor of his generation at plus money, Alex, fucking do it. Do it. Live with the consequences. Do I think he should win? No. I would give it to Murphy for Oppenheimer. Would I be upset if Leo won? No. Alex, I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it's unlike any performance that we've seen from Leo. He plays a shitbag redneck who is responsible for a lot of disaster. A lot 
of murder. And he's just awesome in this movie. Not going to get too much into it because we're not on Circle City Cinema, but if you can get him at plus money, do it. That's that's not where I was expecting you to go, but I, I'm not surprised. Now, I don't know if this is where you were expecting me to go either. Um, I When you said free for all, I just was like, screw it. Let's just try to get the most obscure thing I could think of. I'm not going too obscure. So I went with women's college basketball here. And now I'm not going to act like I'm a, I'm a expert on the sport because I'm not. You know, I'm not really an expert on men's college basketball. Not really an expert on NFL. But, Zach, I know one thing about college basketball. You need an elite guard to make it far in March Madness. And if you have an elite guard who can pull it from 30 feet, who can do just about anything on a basketball court, I think your odds to win the NCAA tournament should be pretty high. So that is why I I chose Iowa women's basketball plus 950 Mm. to win the championship. Now, from my understanding, (laughs) there are a few better teams this year in college basketball. Uh, I believe Stanford is better. Obviously, LSU won the national championship and added one of the um, most prized players in the transfer portal and Haley Van Lith. Um, A few other teams are really good as well. So I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on this. But, Zach, I know one thing. You get an elite shot maker. Like Caitlin Clark. <laughs> now they did get their asses handed to them by LSU last year, but I'm willing to take my chances, especially at those odds. That's, that's all I'm saying, you know, especially with a guard like Caitlin Clark. Who will be the best player in the country? Year? Yes, we'll, we'll get to see her in person if you want. You know, uh, I like it. Best player in the country at plus 950. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, all right, Alex. What do you got to plug before we head out for the night? Um, what do you got on Power Hour? Recording the Power Hour this week. Got a little caught up with some uh, just, you know, doing stuff last week. Um, tomorrow, I'll be recording on the Timberwolves, who are not in the news. The Knicks, who, um, you know, Mitchell Robinson got hurt. We I think we discussed that a little bit. Uh, or we might have discussed that pre-show. And then... The Wizards, who are in the news as well, but not for the reason you might think. So um, there's also stuff on the court to discuss with the Wizards, you know, even though they are one of the probably the worst teams I've ever watched. That being said, you know, you know me, I can find a speck of gold in a pile of shit. So <laughs> you can find something. Shout out to I'm not worried about that. Blockly. Bali, almost the pacer, much to my dismay. I'm- Oh, Zach, I think you'd actually love him. He's got like an insane span. Like, you know how most people's arms come down to like the middle of their hips? His arms are touching like the middle of his caps. Just in a standing position. And he's 6'6". It's not like he's huge. But he's kind of built and I, I know this is just how he's built. I'm not comparing anything to his game. He's kind of built like SGA. Now, mm. if it's nothing similar about their games at all, but I'm just saying it's kind of how he's built. <laughs> Wiry, that kind of stuff. And it's really fun to watch him. He's a really good athlete. So make sure you check that out and then hear what else I have to trash about the Wizards. Sweet, sweet. Well, we got Lynn Sanity uh, recording right after we get off here, Alex. Uh, 
going over the week in the NFL. And then uh, Circle City Cinema with me probably next week uh, previewing movies for next year. We got pretty stacked 2024. 2023, I, you know, I'm going to toot my own horn here. This time last year, I did a 2023 preview and it lived up to the hype that I put out. Obviously, we didn't get Dune 2, but I can hype that up on the 2024 hey, preview. I can hype it up again. I get, I get to hype it up it was, two two years in a row. That's what I was going to say. You get to hype it up two years in a row. So it's like yeah. you're the ultimate winner in all of this. <laughs> I get to hype it up again. So that's what I got coming on cinema. Uh, great lineup of movies coming next week. You got Maestro coming to Netflix next Wednesday. Um, you have Ferrari coming on Christmas Day. You got a lot of good stuff coming. A lot of good I'm, stuff. So I'm gonna see uh, the boy and the heron this week from Miyazaki. Yes, and... I I need to see that as well. I'm hoping to see that in theaters. Also, yeah. I want to see that movie um, that's coming out with Emma Stone. Um, poor things. Poor things. That movie looks phenomenal. Because Emma Stone. Yep, she's she's uh, a best actress favorite right now. So it's not that would be her second one. That would be her second one. So, uh, yes, I want to see that too. But good stuff tonight, Alex. Thanks for coming on, filling in for the schmuck. Uh, Caleb Lynn. Shout out missing the playoffs. <laughs> Shout out missing the playoffs and fantasy. And uh, your Knicks will be his jazz tonight. So, as always, folks, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>